So on Monday, <laughs> hi Joseph, go, go in mommy. <laughs> on Monday, October 4th, 2021, that was just this past Monday, there was a Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp outage for six hours. How many of you in this room noticed? Oh, like this half of the room noticed? So I'm sure those joining us on Facebook Live probably noticed. Um, if you're not familiar, you're not an internet person, those are different uh, social media platforms. So these are places where, um, at least what I commonly know them as, just for communication, for connecting, um, for staying in touch, um, and I feel like for companies to really advertise a lot. But these three platforms were out for six whole hours. And all we could do is wait and wonder um, when it would come back up. For some people here in the US, it wasn't a big deal. Um, it was laughable even. It became a meme, a joke. Um, some late night hosts were poking fun and saying for the first time in a while, um, we felt happy for six hours. Um, Twitter, uh, which was not part of that outage, said hello, literally everyone, um, welcome because apparently all those people that couldn't get on those platforms rushed over to Twitter to try to figure out what was going on or how to communicate with other people. And um, I think when we, we think about uh, patience and waiting and uncertainty in light of these internet things, it sounds kind of silly for us. But this was actually global news. This was something that was worldwide. And um, something that for many of us here in the US may have been just a little bit annoyed by or we laugh at now was something that was a very big deal in many other countries. Um, Marcus Leaning, he's a digital education professor in the UK, he said it this way in an article. He said, in many developing countries, services including WhatsApp, Facebook, and Facebook Messenger have become deeply integrated into the delivery of primary healthcare education, and other government services. So it was reported that countries like India, Kenya, uh, Malaysia, the Philippines, Brazil, for these countries, this was more than just an annoyance or an inconvenience. This actually impacted how they communicate about someone's health in the hospital, how um, central hubs for schools, um, how they were affected, as well as businesses and um, for, for shop owners, and so on. And all they could do in this six hours was get creative and wait, and wait until it would come back on. And for us, there may be a lot that we're waiting for, and maybe six hours seems really long, especially in internet terms, six hours seems really long. But the things that we're waiting for, maybe they take a lot longer than that. They take years, or more realistically, we don't know how long they will take. We're just in this period of waiting. So maybe it's um, for high schoolers, college students, we're waiting to graduate. Um, maybe for those of us that are single, we're looking for a spouse. We're wondering how long will it take for us to find um, that certain someone. Maybe it's waiting to become financially stable and independent. Or perhaps it's happiness waiting until we can feel happy and joyous. 
Or for some of us, maybe it's waiting until we can be with the Savior in heaven. Whatever it is this, that we are waiting for, um, we can probably identify a suffering that's behind that, that's happening. Just like with Facebook being down, there was this suffering of having to quickly adapt and quickly figure out, you know, not knowing how long this will take, how to adjust for these important um, things like uh, hospitals and um, the schools. And so perhaps the suffering that we're facing, maybe it's endless hours of homework, not knowing when that'll end. Maybe it's loneliness, or it's sadness, or worry, stress. There's this suffering behind the waiting. And in our text today from the book of James, uh, written by James to the 12 tribes in the dispersion, as he says in chapter 1, these 12 tribes are believed to be Jewish Christians that were facing persecution and poverty, hence why James hits on, um, on patience and trials uh, a number of times and persecution in his letter. And James addresses how we are to be as we await for the Lord's return. Because the Lord is returning soon, so let us not grow weary in being faithful, um, faithful to him as we wait. And let us do what we can in the meantime as we do not know um, the end time. So patience, patience, patience. That's an, an used a number of times in this passage. And patience in its definition is the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset. And what I found interesting is that patience is classified as a noun. So it's this thing, but patience that James is talking about is not simply holding this thing of patience, but it's rather this active patience. So we are to do as we wait. We are to endure, yes, to tolerate, as the definition says, but James gives us this example of how we can be active in our patience. He actually gives us a number of examples. And I would say uh, this active patience, we could uh, correlate it to all those posters we saw for a while, like keep on, uh, keep calm, and carry on. Um, that's how I would view this active patience. We may be struggling with dealing with people and circumstances that we can't change, but we can continue to carry on as we wait for God to intervene. And so as we patiently wait for the Lord's return, James shows us that we are to remain watchful like the farmer, faithful and active like the prophets. We are to be steadfast and endure like Job, and we are to show mercy and compassion like Jesus Christ. And so we trust, we wait upon God for what only he can do, and as we wait, we remain faithful in what we can do. So I want us to go through um, this passage, and so if you have your Bibles, we're going to go through this passage, just unpack it a little more this morning. How can we be actively patient? So James tells us, first thing, we can be like the farmer. He says in verse 7, Be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient about it until it receives the early and the late rains. So a farmer is dependent on God providing 
the right weather for their crops to grow. And weather is something that cannot be controlled. We can't always guarantee rain. I mean, maybe nowadays we can um, guess and anticipate when it may come, but weather can still surprise us. I mean, last week here in La Mirada, I was very surprised when the rain was coming down and there was thunder and lightning, and it was, you know, what a show. Um, we can still be surprised by the weather. And so the farmer displays this patience and this waiting on the Lord, trusting still that God will provide the, the, the needs and the, the weather for the crops to grow, and trusting God with what the farmer cannot control. And so I, I thought of this little silly example, but I, um, this past month I was waiting for this um, stole, you know, when you graduate, um, my seminary, I was a part of this group, and they started giving it out the year after I graduated, and I happened to reconnect with a professor, and I don't know, I just really wanted it. I thought it was such a precious memento, and I asked, is there any way I could receive one of those? I mean, I know it's been a while, but they quickly and graciously, generously said, yes, 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 we'll send it to you. So I contacted somebody to have it sent to me. They said, it'll be in the mail tomorrow. You should get it soon. So I said, great. So I waited um, the day after, and I was checking the mailbox. I asked Nathan to check the mailbox. Are you sure? They said it would be there. Is it coming? Is it coming? And a few days come and go, and finally I get an email. Oh, it's in the mail. It should be coming by the end of the week. And so I was like, oh, okay, I guess they didn't send it right away. And then after a couple of days, there it was in the mail. And I had no control over what the sender did. I didn't know. There could have been a variable of reasons why it did not, it was not sent right away as I thought. But I could not control or dictate or know what that was, unless I ask. Um, but I just trusted that the sender would send it. And they did what they did. They did what they said they would do. And so they sent it. And so just as a farmer trusts that God will provide rain for the crops, how much, how often, when is not determined by the farmer, but they trust in the Lord to make it happen. And so for us, we may not know when the Lord will intervene in our suffering, but we know what he has promised, that he will return, that there will be a time where we won't have to suffer anymore. And so James continues to tell us that, like the farmer in verse 8, you also be patient, establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. There are situations... <clears throat> that feel endless. Maybe it's chronic illness, this pandemic. Maybe it's cycles of addiction and trauma. Maybe there's just disappointments and persecution and all of these things that seem endless that can easily bring us down, that can cause us to grow so weary in the waiting. And so we're told by James to establish our hearts, meaning to strengthen our hearts. Do not think that the Lord has forgotten you. And as we establish our hearts, as we trust in him, in his presence, and we remember him, we can be like David in the Psalms. In his own suffering, he declares in Psalm 27, 14, Wait for the Lord. 
Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. And James tells us we must strengthen our hearts or we may end up doing what he says in verse 9. Do not grumble against one another, brothers, so that you may not be judged. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. Whenever we're tired, stressed, anxious, it becomes so easy to grumble against our family, to take it out on them. You know, what more with our church family? I'm sure we've all experienced this, either being the one to grumble or the one that's being grumbled against. And while we wait for the Lord as we serve him and with each other, we can be so easily tempted to sin against our brothers and sisters in Christ. And James is saying we may sin by complaining or speaking poorly about one another. And I think of that saying, um, I'm not sure who said it, but, you know, hurt people hurt people. And so as we suffer, we may be tempted to want others around us to suffer because we can't bear it anymore. But James is saying not to do this. He's reminding us the judge, the Lord, is standing at the door. So complaining about situations or people that we cannot control is not productive. And perhaps you can relate to this. I know I can. You know, we complain over and over and over. And it comes to a point where we're just complaining and we realize the situation, the person, has not changed. Or, if anything, it's worsened. Because that's the opposite of patience, right? That's, that's different in, in this waiting. We're just, we're complaining. We're not being productive. And we realize that all this complaining and this breath that we use to complain was for nothing. It didn't produce anything. And when we do this in the time that the Lord has given us, we face a far greater chance of Christ returning and finding us not honoring him with what we can control with something as simple as our words, as our speech. And so as we trust God with what we can control, with what we cannot control, like the farmer, we must honor God with what we can control, such as our speech. And a farmer waits for the weather, but notice that a farmer is not just idle. They do what they can. They tend to the soil, they plant the seeds, and so on. I'm not an expert farmer, but, you know, I'm sure they do a lot of active things as they wait for the weather that they cannot control. And so this is one example that James starts us off with, and then he gives us another one here, that we can have active patience like the prophets. In verse 10, he says, As an example of suffering and patience, brothers, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. A prophet, a messenger from God, speaks boldly in the name of the Lord. They know the message and they deliver it to the people. And we can see from this that though, yes, we are to wait, and yes, there is suffering in our patience, we're still active. And for those of us that profess Christ as our Lord and Savior, we obey his commands, we proclaim his goodness, we glorify him every day with our mind and our body using that as he has given to us and made us. Many times we narrow in on our own personal suffering that we lose sight of the bigger picture, which as Pastor Jason pointed out earlier is knowing Christ, making him known, 
As Matthew 25 says, making disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So when we hear patience, it doesn't mean this inactivity. And the opposite, it also doesn't mean that we're just keeping busy and finding random things to do, but it's finding intentional ways that we can be faithful to God in the midst of suffering. So sometimes we think we do enough, or we're so swamped in our schedule that it must mean we're exempt from serving or proclaiming God's goodness. But similar to the grumbling in the earlier verse, we may find that we can also fall into excuses as to why we cannot be faithful in the smaller things. We're too tired or too consumed with other things that we prioritize, that we falsely believe we are suffering enough, that others can take care of the smaller things that seem to not be a big deal to us. And notice that in the passage, James uses the word steadfast. If we look at verse 11, the beginning of it, behold, we consider those blessed who remained steadfast. And to be steadfast is to be unwavering in our speaking of God's glory and our active response to God's glory. Like the prophets, we continue to be active and faithful in our waiting. As we actively wait for the Lord's return, James also gives us this example of how we can endure in the suffering. So continuing verse 11, you have heard of the steadfastness of Job. So like Job, we endure. And remember, Job in the Old Testament, he lost everything. The Lord allowed for him to be tested by Satan. Job suffered. And after 42 chapters in the Bible, we see that Job was finally restored by God in the end. So for a lot of us, maybe it's been years that we've felt, um, since we've felt relief from suffering. Or perhaps it's been tragedy after tragedy. Or maybe we just can't catch a break. And perhaps we can relate to Job's suffering as seen in scripture. And James tells us to remember Job, how he endured and how he confessed to the Lord. He said this at the end of the book, I know that you can do anything and nothing that you plan is impossible. So we may not see the other side of the tunnel or whatever we're struggling with, whatever we're waiting on the Lord in to intervene. But we can look at these examples and we can be reminded to be steadfast, to endure as the prophets in Job, even if we may never understand why there's this suffering, why for some people there's just this continuous pain in their life. We can endure and be steadfast in the Lord. And so again, as we continue through the passage, as we reach the end of it here, we can ask, how can we be actively patient as we wait in suffering for the Lord? And James, in verse 11, ends with this example of how we can show compassion and mercy. Again, verse 11, you have heard of the steadfastness of Job, and you have seen the purpose of the Lord, 
how the Lord is compassionate and merciful. So we can be active in patience by showing the Lord's compassion and mercy just as we have received his compassion and mercy. Because we should have suffered eternally because of sin, which separates us from the Lord, but because of his compassion and mercy, Christ took our place on the cross, and he died and rose again so that we can have an eternal, a forever intimate relationship with him. And so for us, as we wait for Christ to return, we can follow in his example that even in our suffering, we can be compassionate, we can be merciful to others. I think sometimes we just want to endure in our own suffering that we tell ourselves that we're not capable of caring for others, that we don't have the capacity to show compassion, to show care and forgiveness, and we turn inward. But James is reminding us that just as Jesus Christ did for us, let us do for others. And in Matthew 25, Jesus says, Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. And he continues, Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. So, like Christ, how can we show active patience? Like Christ in our waiting, let us show compassion and mercy to those around us. So I'll say again that as we patiently wait for the Lord's return, to sum this up again, James shows us that we are to remain watchful like the farmer, that we are to be faithful and active like the prophets, that we are to be steadfast in faith like Job, and that we are to show compassion and mercy like Jesus Christ. We trust and wait upon God for what only he can do, and as we do that, we remain faithful in what we can do until he returns. Again, how? By honoring one another, honoring our commitments, making it known when we need help, being intentional about our own spiritual growth, serving humbly and not just when we want to, loving our brothers and sisters enough to call them out so that we don't allow the enemy to take a foothold, being aware and mindful of the people outside of ourselves, our friends, our family. These are all things that we can control. And these are things that we can focus on as a way of honoring God while we wait for him to return. Often it's second nature for us to wonder what will come when suffering will end, to wallow in that, to ask when will we see kingdom glory. But a more productive approach would be to trust God to fulfill what he promised in his timing and to stay faithful in what we can control. Honoring God in all that we do. And as a very quick side note, a, a sense of hopelessness, anxiety, depression, those are all very real things that professional medical help should be sought for. 
But outside of that, as we endure and show compassion and mercy to others, we can also remember what James tells us in chapter 1. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Let us pray. Jesus, we thank you so much for who you are, God. We thank you for this gift of your word, that we can glean so much of it. And even as we reread and study over and over, as we get older, Lord, there's so much that you reveal to us in your time, and we thank you and praise you for that. And God, we lift up to you whatever um, those of us listening may be feeling in this moment, whatever suffering we may feel stuck in, whatever area that we may be losing our patience in, God, would you strengthen our hearts? Would you draw us back to you? Would you help us to find hope and rest and comfort and assurance in you that you are who you say you are, that you will do what you say you will do, and God, that we can um, cling to you and serve you actively as we patiently wait for your return. So God, we thank you for this time. We thank you for your word and for your presence. And as we close in prayer, we close with the words that your son taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, 